In this week's episode of Non-Native Creative, I am very excited to welcome video editor Meg Igarashi. She's my good friend and my colleague, and she has edited so many of the videos I've appeared in on YouTube. She was also the primary camera person for the initial video episodes of the Non-Native Creative Project, too. She shoots video, edits video, and does a ton of work as a production assistant. So in this talk, we discussed a lot about how she works together with people from other backgrounds. She shared her advice for people who want to do creative things, and we also talked about what she's got coming up next. I think you will probably find her enthusiasm very infectious. She is a wonderful person, and I really hope that you enjoy this chat. Also, make sure to find her on social media at at Meg Igarashi. Enjoy! Today on Non-Native Creative, I am very happy to have my good friend and colleague and awesome person, oh. Meg Igarashi, Yay! to speak with. Meg is doing all kinds of cool, creative video, audio, workshops, and just in general We're being- Workshop, but- Workshop <laughs> right now, as of now. So I'm so excited to talk to her about everything that she's doing, everything she's done, who she is, and hopefully to share a little bit of inspiring stuff with everybody who's maybe, listening maybe we'll try that <laughs> so. was very flattering i'm like put your expectations lower and then maybe they'll get to them okay no, 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 no. <laughs> all right so i want to start off every episode of this basically by asking are you from, you know the x-men yeah not so well but you know but i do know x-men i have watched but my memory kind of sucks you're familiar with the concept of an origin story oh yes if you had an origin story, how would you describe your origin story? What is Meg's origin? So like for me, my origin story is very boring. It's like I was a kid in high school and like I heard music online. A friend of mine sent me like Japanese music and I'd always liked like languages and stuff. And then I was like, oh my God, what is this Japanese music? Like I can't understand any of it. And from then I was like, I'm going to study. And that marked the point in time where I was like, oh my God. From now on, like I'm learning Japanese, and then I eventually came to Japan. Like, do you have anything like, like that? Video, right? Like, how yeah. I, how I how did you start video? doing the things that you do now? Yeah. Okay. It might not be like an ethic origin story, but I will tell you how I got started. Yes, please. Um, I was a high schooler that did not like studying, but you should stay in school, guys. Stay in school. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't study so much. Oh, okay. This is going to be a little bit messy and all over the place because I'm going a little bit back now. But okay. um, I moved to Japan, and before moving to Japan, I really liked school. Mm -hmm. But then after I moved to Japan, I wasn't ready to move to Japan and got forced to move to Japan. So I don't have, like, the, like, why I moved to Japan. It was kind of like, why I got forced to move to Japan kind of story. But then I got forced to move here, and then I didn't know the language, and I was just, like, this dramatic teenager, and I didn't want to do anything, and I wanted to move back to the U.S. after college. So I just, like, didn't try to study. Like, mm. I was, like, in this Japanese school, but it's kind of like, it's like a Japanese private school that you can, like, slack off and still graduate from. Okay. But, yeah, like, I just went there because my mom was like, oh, you're, like, like, you're so not motivated right now. And I'm just, like, so dramatic. And, like, I just didn't want to be here. And then I just, yeah, didn't really study. The teachers didn't really try to teach me Japanese mm -hmm. because my lo level was so low. So like, this was in high school. Yeah, like, our middle school, high school, like, Chusan. Okay. Yeah, so that's, like, I think it's, like, freshman in America, but middle school, like, so like maybe eighth grade-ish or so yeah, in the U.S. Yeah, like something term. like that. So maybe like 13, 14 Yeah, years yeah, old. yeah. Mm -hmm. I moved here when I was like 13, turning 14. I think I started school when I was 14. Okay. And I was just like super dramatic and I didn't study. But then because I didn't study, I got like this MacBook when I was in 2009 when I was like 15. Mm -hmm. And I started making videos for fun. And I guess I just had time because I wasn't really 
working hard at school yeah so I just like made videos for fun all the time and my best friend would help me like she didn't even she wasn't interested in making videos uh-huh. but I would just drag her along and be like be in videos with me and we'd be doing really random stuff together like first we would just be like with the built-in iCam like the photo booth like on photo booth like with their macbook oh so you were using a laptop yeah i didn't even like there was times where i probably didn't even have a camera and we were just like doing like really random stuff like my first video that i think i uploaded on youtube was just like so many different clips on photo booth Uh uh-huh so i just like mashed up and i just edited an iMovie sorry am i loud no it's it's cool you do you (laughs) like peeking like (laughs) a little bit peeky a little picky. <laughs> I'm going to turn you down. I can hear myself maybe a little bit loud too. I'm like, okay, let's talk a little bit quieter. But um, yeah, I just like, I just like made a lot of videos for fun. And I just found out that I loved making videos. I used to do theater in the past. But I thought like, I guess I, guess I always liked entertaining people when I was mm-hmm. in elementary school. I got really into theater. Mm-hmm. And then once I started making videos, I started really getting into making videos. Okay. And I would like come home and just always be editing on iMovie, like with the free software all the time. And then... Yeah, I think after a while of just making videos for fun, I applied for Innovative Language, mm. and it was on Craigslist, and I just applied. I applied, this is interesting too, like, I applied as an intern, but then, I applied as a video intern, mm-hmm. but then they I looked they looked at my resume, and were like, you should be a host. You have more host experience. because really? I've had Because I've done, like, acting gigs. Okay. Like, I've done, like... NHK like acting job or like really yeah, yeah, yeah. I, knew that about I you. used to do I used to do a lot of theater so I I did like lots of theater so I have lots of theater experience from America and I did some theater in Japan mm-hmm. and then I have a little bit of like little bit of acting experience on like TV film or something like not really film but mm-hmm. like maybe TV like Kyoto TV and maybe NHK world or something like that okay yeah and then I think I sent them my resume and they're like like you don't have editing experience Really? Even though you'd been, like, doing all these things, like, little projects at home. Yeah, but, like, I think when you look at my resume, mm-hmm. I didn't write down, like, oh. I make videos for fun all the time. It's just, like, here's my resume, and it's, like, I'm, like, this 19-year-old kid that has all this acting experience, mm-hmm. and I've taught English conversation in high school, and I worked at Wendy's in high I school, see. and I did some acting jobs in high school, but I never was, like, video editor as a job. But then, so, the, like, I came in for the interview as a Japanese host, mm-hmm. And, and I also sent them, like, a video application, and they liked me. And then I did a Japanese test with Miami-san. I don't know if I'm allowed to say all these names. It's, I mean, Miami-san. That's a, that's a... Hey, Miami. Yeah, Miami-san's <laughs> awesome. Super nice woman. Super awesome. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I did a Japanese test with her. And then I think we found out that my Japanese level isn't native enough to be teaching Japanese. Like, mm-hmm. I can speak Japanese, but I actually can't read and write Japanese that well. Mm-hmm. And I think when it comes to, like, teaching a language, you really need to be able to speak it in the totally. right way. And just, like, even, like, tones and, like, yeah, like, I guess I wasn't the right fit. But then they found out that I do make videos. Mm-hmm. And then they found out that I like making videos on my own. And I make all these videos mm-hmm. for fun. And even though it's not, like, professionally and it's not with professional software, like, I just know how to make videos. Yeah. So I think they still were like, okay, you didn't, you like, you don't fit for that and we called you in for that but like why not you can still be a video intern okay so you started off doing that just just as as an internship position then, yeah huh? like i got a paid internship position for like one year and then after that like maybe full time from the next year okay so from that experience like that's where we actually sort of met like i didn't meet yeah. you for like the first year you were yeah, in the i office. was editing your face for like like a, a year couple of maybe one year two years <laughs> I and think then so. i think you said oh i you would come in and i totally knew who, who you were mm-hmm. but i haven't worked with you yet so i didn't really know if i could be like hey i'm meg i didn't <laughs> even know if you knew who i was i didn't because yeah. i only knew i only knew the name meg i knew like you were the person that was editing the videos and so i would like talk to you through the camera yeah. but i'd never met and you and i'd be like life. wow only 
Jason knows who I kind of am. <laughs> I would just be like, really. don't put that in, Meg. Yeah. <laughs> I would get a lot me. of those. It would be really fun. Yeah. We talked fun. through the camera. I know. And then we finally met yeah. one day, like near Christmas one year, I think. Wow. You remember the time. I remember the day. Yeah. I remember. You remember the day? I don't. Well, not no, like you the don't. date. <laughs> <laughs> but it was December 9th on 3.30 p.m. I'm like, wait, wait. Alicia, what? <laughs> I remember. I do. I remember that. But uh, yeah, I remember that. And then. the water. But then, like, a bi- I would guess, like, after about maybe another year or so there, then you kind of started to, like, diverge a little bit. Like, you started going kind of in, like, different. You're looking a little mm. bit beyond. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that how you represent? <laughs> For those who are just listening, she's, like, just done an octopus dance. Yeah, this is why you need to watch the podcast <laughs> and also listen to it. Um, Yeah, I think from 2017, even before 2017, I started doing maybe other jobs. Mm-hmm. But 2017 was when I officially became, like, a freelancer Mm -hmm. but but yeah i think before that too i just like i i don't know i like i get bored really easily Mm -hmm. and i even thought i had adhd for like a while and i took a test and Mm -hmm. i went there and they told me like oh you have a lot of things that might become like that seem like adhd but you don't have enough of enough stuff Mm -hmm. to be actually like called (laughs) adhd Mm -hmm. but get really bored easily Mm -hmm. so i have to keep doing different things yeah so i guess that's why like, I can't just keep doing, like, the same job. Like, I have to, like, mm. keep entertaining myself. I really like making stuff, but I like making different stuff and things that excite me. So I thought, like, oh, I need to find other stuff as well. Yeah. So what was it like when you, like, started looking for those jobs, started looking for jobs outside of the company? Like, were you looking for people who could speak English or, like, were they more bilingual people? Or, like, how were you making those connections? Because oh. you're working in Japan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are you, is there a, like a specific type of person that you find it's like it's easy to work with that kind of person? I work with foreigners, but not really because I choose to work with foreigners, mm-hmm. I guess. I think it just happens. And also English is my first language. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe it's just easier. Mm-hmm. And like reading and writing kanji is not my, yeah, I'm not that great at it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not that comfortable in doing just Japanese jobs. And I feel like also working at Japanese companies can be a little bit more stressful mm. possibly like there could be some co- companies that are really cool i do i am i'm actually in a japanese company right now as a freelancer but um yeah like i guess i like working with foreigners because it's like my first language and usually they're pretty chill and i don't know how i really find the jobs like sometimes like there's been a time where i found a job where I was just filming a dance video with my friend in Asakusa. Mm-hmm. And then a guy was just like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, we're just filming a video. And he's like, oh, cool. Like, get, send me an email. And I didn't know who this guy was. Mm-hmm. But then I found out he's like a really cool DP, like uh, cinematographer. And he gave me some jobs after. But wow. like, that was like super random. Like, yeah. European guy. And then, yeah, like that just became like, like one job became two jobs, to, like three jobs. But like, I feel like a lot of freelance jobs or any jobs that I find are mainly through connections. I so see. people are like, oh, Meg, you want to do this? Mm-hmm. Oh, Meg, you want to do this? And then slowly you build your connections up. Like occasionally I do apply for things. And I think if I was just only a freelancer and wasn't doing part-time or wasn't in some companies that I can rely on, mm-hmm. I might be looking for jobs more. Mm-hmm. But because I have like a crutch or like because I have companies like Innovative Language and other companies that I can keep working on mm-hmm. at, with a flexible schedule, mm-hmm. I'm not really stressed to find so many freelance jobs. And I, I see. still like working at the companies. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So have you ever thought like, mm, I think like I want to like learn more Japanese so I can work more with like Japanese mm. people. Like has has your Japanese level changed at all in like in the last few years? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, the will, like, like do I want to get better at Japanese? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do I think it would be better to get 
do I think it would benefit me to be better? Definitely, yes. Mm -hmm. I guess the thing that hasn't is, like, the lack of motivation. I am motivated, but not enough, Mm -hmm. I guess, because I guess I'd rather learn more filmmaking. I see. Then learn more Japanese. I think it, I should learn it if I'm going to be here long term. But I think in the future, I also want to study abroad and I want to work in the States, maybe work in Europe. I don't know, maybe work in the States because I have a passport. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, like I guess the movies I watch too, they're usually not Japanese movies. I see. So I guess like filmmakers, like I'm not, yeah, the people that I want to work with and the people that I want to be like tend to lean towards like Western movies more. Okay. So I guess when I think about like, oh, should I want to work at a Japanese company? It's not, or Japanese film industry, not so much. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if I get the opportunity, I think it would still be cool. Okay. But uh, yeah, like the keigo and like the... Right, yeah, the different levels like, of politeness in yeah, Japanese language. there's just like a little bit of a wall and it gets harder to like talk to people. People, like when I work with Japanese people right, right now, it's not super formal because they know that I lived in America and they know... I like to stay chill and they forgive me for that. But Mm -hmm. I think if I was a full Japanese person, that Mm -hmm. wouldn't be acceptable. Like, Mm -hmm. I think they would expect me to be more formal. But because I lived abroad, they are more forgiving and more chill about it. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. So, that's cool. I want to go back to you. You mentioned it very, very briefly about uh, doing dance videos, Mm -hmm. like working with dancers and stuff like that. Like, a lot of the stuff that you've been doing lately is working with dancers to, like, make short videos. But you also recently had a film featured in Europe at a film festival, right? yeah. Yeah. What was that? (laughs) Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I just... There's a site. I forgot what it's called. Maybe Film Freeway. But there's, like... There's a website. might be wrong, but um, there's a website where you can just, like, enter your films into film festivals really Mm -hmm. easily. And I just... And you can also kind of, like... I don't you can you can like select things I try to select like free film festivals so I don't really have to pay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because like yeah I don't know so you don't have to like pay to make your submission you mean yeah like I don't want to like I, I want to submit a lot of films but I guess like there's not one film yet that I'm like I really want to submit this to all the things oh, and spend money on it yeah because like I have a small budget and I just like I just thought like entering stuff would be fun and I just entered a bunch and then by the time I forgot that I entered things I got emails like I got a few emails that were like oh you're selected to be in this film festival i'm like wow <laughs> i'm like this is great like i didn't go to the film festival i think i think my film i think i've been in some maybe a few film festivals mm-hmm. this year like i don't really keep count and i also don't really check so much because i'm not gonna be able to attend the film festivals I and stuff see. and i don't think i've won any i think i would know if i won any but but they were in the film festival and it seems really cool and yeah one was like a choreography film festival mm-hmm. and then i think yeah, there's a few, but yeah, like yeah, I mean, my film that I put on YouTube got selected to be in a film festival this year, and I that's thought, super was, cool. Yeah, I was really, I was really psyched about it. I, did, I was like, wow. Yeah. So, like, how did you even start getting like work with dancers specifically? It seems like a lot of the stuff that you've been doing lately is very like choreography or like dancer specific. Mm. And like, I've seen some of the videos that you've made, like they're really cool, like night studio shots oh, cool. where it's like you, you have you're like moving around in the in in the dark in a studio. It's all these people are dancing around, and I'm like, I can't even imagine trying <laughs> to be a camera person in that situation, like not bumping into people, like making sure that you're not in the shot as well like even though you're in front of a mirror too like that's a challenge for sure yeah like how did you start like doing doing that kind of thing Mm. like it's not really like a paying job you know yeah yeah I don't I don't like a lot of the things I do aren't aren't jobs like those dance videos I usually work with my friends in 2015 me and my friend Hanako that you also know Mm -hmm. yeah like we went to we went to LA for three months together and then during that time her friends also came and I lived with a dancer 
I lived with one of my close dancer friends now for like three months and I didn't know her at the time and then two other dancers but I was it was basically like a dancer house okay it, and we lived together in LA I didn't know anyone besides my friend Hanako and she's also a dancer but then I think through her I just met all these dancers and we became really close friends and then after we moved to Japan we just started making dance videos together and then like their friends want to like work work with me or hire me and then sometimes I just volunteer and just work with like other dancers and they're just really great dancers so sometimes I'm like can you like I'm helping you can you possibly be in my film can I make a film cool. about you and like we collaborate because like we're friends and it's easy to ask them and I help them with their projects so they can easily more help me with mine and I like I like watching dance I like yeah. watching dance so much that it made me start dance I was gonna year. ask if they taught you that octopus move <laughs> But like I just I just like watching dance videos so much like sometimes I'm just at home just watching dance videos mm-hmm. and I feel like it's so cool because it's like it's a language I feel like it's like you don't need to like maybe it's like a world for me it's like a worldwide language where you can just watch dance and you can understand the story and you don't have to speak any kind of language like you don't right. have to know Japanese you don't have to know English but we can all connect through these movements that mm-hmm. can tell a story and I just think that's really cool and like People are now, like, respecting dancers more, I think, more than they used to. And then, like, dance videos are getting the millions of views on YouTube. Really? And, like, yeah, the the industry, I feel like the, there's a, um, there's a guy named Tim, Mil- Tim Milgram, and he's making, like, really cool dance videos, mm-hmm. and he's getting, like, like, millions of views on his videos, Whoa. and, like, he makes, re- he's really, he's really good. I think he also dances himself. Is it, like, one of those genres of videos where they, like, teach you how to do a dance, or it's just, like, a really cool, like, dance um, that they're doing? He's so, basically, he does, like, dance class videos where he shows, like, compilations of ta- people dancing the um, same dance, uh-huh. and then he also does tutorials with that dancer, and then I think he also does, like, narrative and, like, more story type dance but but he does like different types i think the type that he puts up the most is the dance class videos okay but he does everything i think he he also can dance i think he has his studio and people come to his studio to dance and like Mm -hmm. it seems like he has his a lot of his own thing going and i see he's working with artists and so that's like a thing then huh yeah but it's it's super super cool super cool 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 Mm -hmm. awesome okay I want to go to a little bit then, like, uh, oh. sorry, 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 we moved the recorder. Anyway, I want to talk a little bit about, I want to go back a little bit to like, you know, being different countries, going to different countries and so on. So like you said, like you were forced initially to come to Japan. Mm. <laughs> I see. That was True family. Dad. That was a family situation. Like yeah. Family was it's moving. a, it's a, it's kind of a complicated, like I can share, but it's a little bit personal. That's so cool. Like, yeah. That's cool. I, I want to talk can, a, but yeah. more, more than, more than that. I want to talk more about like going to other countries, like. Well, like going, I mean, like you've been to the States, obviously, and you've traveled around the world to a couple of other different around places. Around the world. Little, a little traveled bit. Traveled a little bit. Well, traveled to some places yeah. that maybe not everybody's been to. But like when, when you go there and like you try to do work or you're like um, collecting video or something like that, like uh, in Spain, I think. Oh, yeah. For example. like Which when, I wanted you did you feel like to. I know. Yeah. I really wanted to go to I was trying to, that. to convince Alicia to come to Spain and Portugal with me. I it thought almost I was going to make it. And then it happened. didn't. In the because future. We'll travel anyway. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, sorry. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> but like you were collecting like a little bit of footage while you were there, right? I was, I was trying to make a film. I still am going to probably make a travel film. And I do have lots of footage from the countries. It's just I haven't edited them yet mm-hmm. because editing takes forever. Yeah. But yeah, I always film when I travel as much as I can because I just enjoy it. And I just like I just like documenting things. Mm-hmm. Like it was it wasn't so much like 
filming really cool footage it was just kind of like documenting what we're doing Mm -hmm. in our lives and just like our time there like we had like a countdown um we were doing the have you heard like you eat grapes as you count down in spain uh i feel like i have heard that yeah so we were trying to doing we were trying to do that but i think we so weren't we weren't ready at all and then we're like kind of like laughing so hard and choking on grapes as we did the (laughs) countdown but i have that as you do i have that on video and i just think that's like such a cool memory where you like Mm. like like it's not like pu- beautiful like high quality video but it's just like a real moment that i can look back to and it's just so funny because we just laughed so hard while we we're counting down uh-huh. trying to eat grapes and i think you were supposed to have like the grapes ready outside but we were still in the bags and we're like oh my gosh it's starting now we're like <laughs> <laughs> panic eating yeah. grapes <laughs> and it was just so funny like we were laughing so hard i laughed so i don't think i've laughed so hard during a countdown it was uh-huh. just like at our airbnb like nothing super special but it was just like with people that i love and i have mm-hmm. that do- i have that down that i can like look back on yeah and i just think that's like so amazing that you can look back on like any uh, like not any memory but like memories that you've taken for sure yeah for I just, sure i just like that a lot yeah yeah i totally agree with that it's a lot of fun to like just review old pictures yeah, and old videos and yeah. remember like those silly moments like i have something similar it's like a birthday party from a few years ago and every once in a while i review it because like we'd all had like we'd all had food and drinks and stuff like that and we're all out on the street saying goodbye to each other at the end of the night and then like it had been raining and as we're all trying to hug each other one of my good friends hits my other good friend in the face <laughs> with an umbrella <laughs> And we're all laughing about it. But I, I don't have that on camera, but I did. I start, I picked up my phone and like, I started to record because we we're all laughing so yeah. hard. And I wanted to record that moment. And then as I picked up my phone to record it, my friend hits him in the face again on accident. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and we just lost it. Like, how often do you hit your friend in the face twice with an umbrella in the span of like 30 seconds? Like, Doesn't that's happen, a treasured happen, memory. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, then, and just being able to look on that. Like, I can remember it, but being able to look at it too is just for really sure. Great. For sure. Totally agree. So when you work in Japan Uh or when you work in any other country, do you get like a different, is there like a different vibe for you? Like when you were filming in like Spain or in Portugal or whatever, did you think like to yourself, oh, I really want to work here. I really want to try like living here and working here. Or do you like, no, I think, I think Japan is better like for me. Hmm. Okay. So when I went to LA for three months, it was purely because I do want to work there in the future. Mm Mm-hmm. So I wanted to test out if I can. It was really hard to get opportunities. And Mm -hmm. I also haven't graduated college. And a lot of it was like people that have graduated. So I'm like, oh, this is hard. Yeah. Harder than I thought. Because it's like, that's like such a media town. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I think it's getting like that less and less because so many filmmakers are amazing without degrees. Yeah. So I think it's going to be less of a problem in the future, but still maybe happens now where you have to get where people where you haven't even gotten to apply it because of that barrier because you don't have a degree yeah 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 mm. but like i'm like but what if you got to like at least see my stuff like give me a chance like, right at least let me apply but right like, it has like these things that just like i guess i still could but then like they might not want to take you because oh. you haven't is and that kind of thing easier to do in tokyo just like get your stuff in front of somebody and be like just please just uh, like look at me just please have a look at my work i feel like in japan it's worse but in the bilingual community, it's easy. Oh. I feel like Japan, I think they care more about the stuff on paper and more of like, you've worked in the same company for three years, mm. blah, blah, blah. I've, tell, I've heard people like that tell me like, you should work at a company for three years. I guess it's also abroad too, where like, it would be easier for other companies to trust you if you worked in a company longer. But um, yeah, I guess in Japan, like I've... Like, the current job I got recently as a videographer, video editor, they reached out to me on LinkedIn, 
And then I'm like, oh, I'm not interested in full-time. And then they're like, they reached out to me on Instagram. Really? And then Same like, company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, we want you like maybe part-time or something. And then I actually ended up joining the company. And I'm on a one-month trial now because, yeah, they seem like a really chill company. And they're like, they're like, they're not a full Japanese company, but they reached out. And like, I liked how chill they were and how like. Yeah, that's super interesting to hear that, like, a, a Japanese company. It's, it's not It's not Japanese, though. It's oh, like, it's, a, it's, it's in based Japan. in Japan. Yeah, 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 but it's an Australian company. Oh, because I was going to say, like, I would never imagine, like, a Japanese company would reach out to potential, like, you know, new talent by looking for them on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, yeah, I just, I, I, like, I was like, wow, like, they're super chill and, like, they're, I think, yeah, some companies are more into, like, seeing your work and then mm. because i think they originally saw me on youtube or like they saw me okay. on linkedin and then they're like oh why not like she seems like someone that like wants to learn and grow and be flexible like likes having like a like, like i like i like thinking my ideas and i like delivering quickly i like like mm. like thinking of the idea and making the idea like mm. like I don't need to go through a long process and right. I don't need to work at a big company. I think working at a startup is cool. The company that I'm working right for right now, it is a startup. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I had like things that interested me and I wasn't thinking about working for a new company, but then they convinced me. Cool. Hmm. Have you ever had the experience then of even just, not even just for like a, for a company, but just for like a project? Have you ever worked on like a very like Japanese style project, like led by a Japanese company or like... It was a much more like hmm. traditional Japanese approach. I have, I am in a Japanese company. It is called Yoshida Masaki, but it's working with Japanese YouTubers. Mm-hmm. And I've worked, yeah, like we've done like a job, like an influencer got paid to do a job for a line. Okay. And then uh, I. the mobile, the yeah, app, yeah, yeah. And I helped like direct mm-hmm. the video and edit the video for them. Mm-hmm. But like, I guess because it's kind of a creative company, they let me do my thing. Oh, that's cool. Like, and they know that I also don't like using Kago or not so great at using Kago, so mm-hmm. it's not like they can forgive me. So, like, I think maybe normally everything would be, like, super formal and, like, sun mm. and, like, I don't know if this is what you should do. Probably this is what you shouldn't do, but I just do it anyways where I just, like, stay super casual. Yeah. And, like, they end up being super casual to me, too. I because, found that as well, actually. Because I'm casual, so they, they can't speak to me casual anymore because I'm already do I'm, like, so say I'm, like, this is, ca- this is super casual. So and she's then, making and up and, and down is, motions with their hand. And hands. then this is, like, super, so, oh, yeah, why am I doing this <laughs> on a okay, podcast? This video. Yeah. This is why you need to check the video. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> such a youtube person but yeah like um yeah like say you're super casual and then like the other people are super formal and then like it just like doesn't work right like they're just like oh like we just have to do we just have to be super casual because it's so weird that we're talking like like simasen nantaka blah 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 and i'm like what's up man like right it's, i still i still respect them as a company and i mm-hmm. talk to them with respect and when we're working it is still like a professional environment mm-hmm. just like our words mm. it's not like super like oh, right i like, know it's like, <laughs> but that is, that is an interesting part of i think working in japan is that there are some groups there are some like people that you can work with that will they're cool to like adjust to whoever's in the project at the time but then there are other like especially i found like in bigger corporations like or bigger organizations in general it's like there's very little flexibility it's like you kind of almost follow a script with mm. the people that you're working with it's like every email starts the same way yeah like, yeah yeah every group reading is the same it's like every everything is done like very by the book and like if you're not really willing to kind of 
adjust yourself to them or at least show that you're working towards that like oh i'm gonna try to study japanese i'm gonna try and make it better like i'm gonna try and you know be a better part of this organization more like you like then you kind of get a little bit like isolated i feel Mm. like but like i feel like in like kind of creative in creative spaces where people are working with like uh younger younger people i think is one and then people who are like from other countries and also people from uh, japan who have gone to other countries and then are coming back to work in japan i feel like that vibe is a little is a little more open and a little bit more flexible Mm. and it's easier at least in my experience too to like to work with those groups of people yeah Yeah. a little more open-minded i guess you could say that's not to say that there aren't open-minded people in like those big organizations too because i've had i've had like a really good manager Hmm. uh, that was like was open like to me like telecommuting from home like from oh, a yeah, big organization yeah. and i was like poof, like blew my mind Mind-blown. it was awesome yeah it was I guess, awesome yeah even yeah, like i like i work with a lot of international companies but then there are japanese people in those companies and we end up speaking japanese but we're all pretty chill because mm. i guess we're used to or exposed to international working culture yeah okay. and i like working with those people right now i'm also working with some japanese guys and they're like older than me but like we're super chill and he's super funny and like uh. yeah we just have like a fun time we're like oh like like a couple of days ago we did like a tv commercial kind of shoot mm-hmm. and we're like after that we're so tired and we're like oh burritos are amazing and we got free holidays <laughs> and we're like yeah but like it's like super ca- like it's super casual like we talk about random stuff and he's like i love like i don't know okay i won't talk about what he's talking about <laughs> because it's his thing but like yeah like he it's burritos. not it's not like um okay. It's not like su- it doesn't have to be super professional, and he's a Japanese guy, and like there's there's two Japanese guys that I'm working with closely right now I, on a creative team. There's like a copy editor, there's me as the videographer, and then there's like a graphic designer, and we're gonna work closely together mm-hmm. with the new company I'm working with right now. Mm-hmm. But they're all like really chill guys, and we're just like talking about like doing stuff together on the side or just for fun. And then like when we go out to lunch, it's like just super chill. Like we nice. don't. It's not like son. Like I guess sometimes they even call me like Meg John, <laughs> like a little sister kind of thing because they're older than me. But it's like super chill, and I don't talk to them like like same and like I'm just like hey man, can I use your card? And, like like, <laughs> so like no like oh excuse me, is, is it, would it be okay if I? I'm like and he's yeah. like I'm gonna go get another beer. I'm like okay you do that. He's like can you go grab me a beer? I'm like okay fine. I you were talking just now about like the Japanese companies that you're working with and like. One of your most recent projects is a workshop with Adobe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, so what can you tell us a little bit about what you did with Adobe? Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. You, you told me you told me an epic story before we started recording did this I tell today. You, an epic story? you told me an epic story of how you applied the for the Adobe story. residency program, and yes. it was an excellent experience. ASMR. ASMR. <laughs> this is now an ASMR podcast. <laughs> okay, I'll stop being annoying. Um, <laughs> Yes, I applied for the Adobe Creative Residency earlier this year. I was devastated I didn't get it. Adobe Creative Residency is a one-year residency, creative residency. Oh, my gosh. I'm, like, saying the same thing over and over again. Sorry, guys. Um, Where you can – you basically – get money to do your own creative project for one year Mm -hmm. adobe pays for it and they're super great company guys oh my gosh i love adobe so much and i applied (laughs) not sponsored but i really you want to oh my gosh man i love adobe i'm gonna be like i'm like adobe's yeah (laughs) but um i applied for them earlier this year i think it started in maybe february or something i applied right before the deadline and i'm like oh my gosh i have to do this i didn't know they were coming to japan because Mm -hmm. i knew they were in doing it in other places before like they did in america germany england and i think this is their first year that they're doing it in japan oh really okay and i found out like literally one or two days before and i'm like oh my goodness i don't have anything but i'm gonna just apply you just like smashed a bunch of stuff yeah together, right? i think it was like 12 a.m and i just like applied until 5 a.m oh and maybe gosh. went to work the next day because i'm just like i can't miss this opportunity i wanted it so bad so 
yeah i just yeah. applied and then i got pretty far i got like we did a video call and then after that i went to the company and i met up with like the u.s the u.s manager like flew in Whoa. and like we did interviews with them the japanese community manager the japanese creative residency manager and like just like different people mm-hmm. and i was like this is so cool after the interviews i was like oh maybe i didn't get in because i felt like kind of pretty nervous but then we did like another marketing interview after that so what kind of stuff sorry did you, what, what kind of stuff were you talking about in the interviews just like what you want to cre- what you want to create like what your schedule is going to be like just you're talking about your one-year idea like uh. basically you have to pitch them what you want to do this year what what you want to do for the year and just how you're going to do it like how you're going to execute it i wrote it in my proposal because you have to make a proposal when you do the application Mm -hmm. and then i have to i redid my proposal actually because i just wrote it like (laughs) and then i think they liked the idea but i guess it didn't look that great because it was just words and then they wanted it as like a key like a keynote or like a slideshow so then i just like was up like working on it again and i had to it was very quick delivery it was like it was like you do the video call on sunday you need to give it to them on monday you do the interview with them on wednesday you do it like whoa it's, it's really like, fast bam, paced. Bam, bam, bam. so but it's good because it's like less stressful i guess like i don't have to be like nervous for two weeks it's oh, like it's like everything by, was like rapid fire yeah it's like by the time like you're getting nervous it's like it already happened so it's kind of good in a sense but then like when you're preparing or like when i just didn't like when i i found out about it on like friday like the actual thing mm-hmm. and then i have to like really start thinking about it and then it's like oh like next friday it's like oh, you're done like Ooh. with the interview <laughs> process basically <laughs> and then you have to wait and stuff but yeah i applied for them i didn't get it yeah and but it was really they were really nice i got pretty far and they gave me like a really really encouraging rejection email and i thought it was over then but like during the interview i met up with one other adobe creative resident girl that also applied she also didn't get it but we became friends and we made a video together and i made an interview with her like a documentary kind of thing she's a graphic designer really talented girl her name is natsuki oh my gosh what's her last name what's her last name okay natsuki natsuki but yeah her name is natsuki she's really great and um yeah we worked we made a video together and we became really great friends so just like doing the residency not getting in Mm -hmm. was like really encouraging and then really encouraging really it was it was was totally worth it like totally worth it and Mm -hmm. then recently i guess a month ago they asked me if i wanted to do a workshop yeah like a creative workshop and the creative workshop was just like how to engage people while watching videos and just like tips on how to be a creator during the workshop i talked about pre-production production and post-production mm-hmm. and just also how, tips on how to be a youtuber how to make thumbnails how to get how to like have the audience keep watching your videos basically, yeah how to stay engaged and just like just i like, talked to them about like why i love making videos and that like how doing what you love is great and yeah like, you should keep doing what you love even though you don't know what's going to happen through it because that's what happened to me like i didn't think i was going to be a video editor ever or be making videos as a job but i just really enjoyed doing it in high school and then that just led me to opportunities and more opportunities and then that basically led me to this like this was basically i basically got this because i do youtube okay and because i make videos but then if i didn't do youtube or i didn't make videos i think i wouldn't have anything of my own projects to show mm-hmm. and i don't think they would have hired me I see. to do that but it was just a really really cool time that's and like awesome. i got to teach high schoolers that's like trying to make their own products it was like called, okay it was called social business project and it was like japanese high schoolers from all over the country that came in to mie isemie which is a mie is a prefecture in japan mm-hmm. and 
they just came to all show the products that they're making with their communities, their schools, their cities. Mm-hmm. And it could have been like face masks or like food or just like all these things. And they're also making the design of the package themselves and they're already making it wow. in their high schoolers. Wow. And then they're learning how to make videos because they are already making things. So it's so cool. They just have to make engaging videos videos, and it's going to be even cooler because maybe right. they have such a cool product, but the video might be like really traditional and just I be like, see. Ah, we're doing this. But right. It can so be more fun. They're learning how to like actually make the video something that they want to, like people yeah, want to yeah, watch, like, like to actually be interested in whatever And make it more making. just fun and just like, like, yeah cool yeah. cool so you got to do that with them yeah it was really it was really really great that's awesome yeah that's super awesome that got long sorry about that no that's cool, <laughs> that's cool. like but that kind of actually like leads me into another one like the questions i wanted to ask you like if there's somebody out there who's thinking oh, i really want to start making youtube videos or like i'm really interested in doing like video or like media work or whatever like do you have any kind of like advice like you should do this or you should definitely not do this like is there anything like maybe looking back like you're like oh i wish i'd done that or that was really dumb like why did i do that i really feel like there's not so much i don't think you can fail i feel like there's all there's like when you don't try mm. is when you fail mm. so i feel like you just need to try if you want to make videos i always just tell people like then make videos like yeah. what's stopping you just like try because like even if you don't have like uh, the best camera you don't have the best software i feel like you won't know until you try and then if you do like it and you have made so much that you feel like this isn't enough mm. then that's when you should start paying to do stuff like paying for like adobe software or, like premiere or paying to get dslrs when you like it so much that you don't feel like it's enough but mm. i feel like when you're just starting you should just start with what you have mm. and just see if you like it because you never know and you might end up loving it and it might end up being your job or it might just end up changing your life in a positive way but That's i just true. think i don't know I don't, I don't know if it's like m- my biggest advice but i just feel like if you want to try something if you want to be a video creator or you want to do anything in life i feel like the first thing you do is just you just have to try yeah like, fa- like if you're failing or you suck or your first video suck they probably will suck yeah like my videos my first i've made so many videos <laughs> totally. i think on even on youtube i think i've made like close to like 800 videos or something like, like that's on my own whoa like if you include like work videos i'm sure i've made more than a thousand videos. yeah like, you've made a like, ton like I can't count like at the company that we work with. Yeah, like, I might be editing like few like few like five videos a day. I don't know. Like maybe not the motion graphics and stuff, but mm. just editing. Like I might be making like I don't know like a lot of videos per day, and then I would be making videos for fun at home. But I would be making yeah, I've definitely made more than seven hundred videos. Yeah, probably. you've been you must have made so many by now. Like w- with your projects plus projects like for companies and stuff. Yeah, just nuts. If if I include things for companies, I I think it's definitely in the thousands. That's definitely, insane. definitely, definitely. More than a thousand, for sure. Probably more than two thousand, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. But it's up there. Definitely. <laughs> it's a lot more but, than me. But that's yeah, for sure, yeah, but yeah, like your first hundred, if your first hundred videos suck, you don't, I don't feel like that's when you give up. I feel like, I mean, maybe like if you don't enjoy it and they suck, maybe you should <laughs> think about your life because if you're not enjoying something and you're forcing yourself to keep doing it, then I don't know if you that's the thing for you. But I liked making videos so much, even though I sucked. Mm. I liked making videos so much. But then I think I improved because I really liked doing it. Right. And obviously, when you're learning, you should try to like, you should try to like get, improve each one. Sure. Like I identify. I guess, oh, what could I do better? Yeah. With this one? I guess I didn't do so much of that when I first started out. So that's maybe the advice that I would have given myself mm-hmm. that like I should look at each one and see how I can improve. Mm-hmm. Because instead of like really looking at how I, I improved as a kid, as a high schooler, I just made videos and I just made a ton of videos for fun because I just enjoyed it. It wasn't like, right. oh, how can I get better? How can I make this my job? How 
Like, I didn't really analyze it because I just did it for fun. But then I think if you do it for fun and you just keep making stuff, you will eventually get better. But if you want to get better faster, then I would say, like, look at videos and... But don't just don't just study. You need to do for sure. Yeah, and I think I think actually I think you shared this maybe on Twitter a couple of days ago. There was a video. It's like six tips for like making your YouTube videos better. It's a couple. Uh, Becky and Chris. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love I Becky wa- and Chris. I watched that. I think because you so shared cool. it. I didn't even share. I think I just commented on there. Oh, it appeared on my Twitter feed. Oh, maybe because Becky we're friends. And Chris. <laughs> but like, but I love you guys. There was there was a really good tip in there that's related to that. That was like you, you know, watched it. I did. I watched it because I was like, hmm, that was couple. actually very good. That was a very that's good video. Yeah. Like just like rambling off each other. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. But the, so cool. one of the best tips that I think was in there that like I fall victim to all the time is like when you think like you've made something and you're like, oh, I don't feel like it's very good. And then you never share it. Mm. Like you never put it out there. Yeah. And then you, it just kind of sits. Mistake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you have to get it out there. Whatever yeah. the thing is that you've made, even if you know it's not perfect, just get it out there. Like because I feel like consistency is such a huge yeah. part of getting work continuously and also like making sure that you have something to like to look back on so that you can see like what you're improving at mm, and like 100%. what you need to do too. Yeah. So it's like not not like stopping yourself yeah, from yeah, actually yeah. sharing think, that is huge. Yeah, I think and yeah, I really think your first videos will suck, but if you enjoy it then you should definitely keep going. If you don't enjoy it, you can Yeah, you can ask yourself like do I keep going? But I think if you enjoy something mm. then it is worth trying and it was it is worth keep to keep going and you'll get better. I mean yeah, like, it's not, I feel like I definitely, I can definitely say this, but, like, I wasn't, like, a talented creator from the beginning. Like, I don't think I was, like, born to be, like, I wasn't, like, I didn't start my first video and I was like, wow, she has skills. It was mm-hmm. like, whoa, that sucks. <laughs> like, mm. really. Like, but you keep going. Yeah, you You yeah. persevere through yeah, the suck. Yeah. I just really, I just really enjoyed it. So I think that's how I got better. That is awesome. Hmm. That is awesome. Okay. On that very inspirational and cool note, I want to... Was that advice? I feel like that was okay. excellent. Okay. Excellent so advice. Like, did we actually get somewhere? Did that just was, to tell you that I sucked? That was advice. That <laughs> what was did you get advice. from that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> transferring to... Transferring to... Switching to a couple of less... I don't know. Less... Uh, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll transition off here with a couple of fun... More fun questions and another fun octopus questions. dance. Rapid Maybe fire? that was television. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Who really inspires you these days? Or who do you think, oh, I'd really love to work with that person? Becky and Chris no <laughs> <laughs> sure sure I like a lot of oh I like Dan Mace Dan Mace what is what Dan, is Dan Mace, Mace do? is a South African creator and he makes videos on YouTube but they're really high quality videos right now he's doing um oh my gosh why am I blanking out on his series oh my gosh how am I blanking out on his series it's like it has like a seed and it's like oh my gosh well basically he's making like people's ideas come to life okay like, there's a site where you can just like say your idea like like i want to climb the ma- i want to be king of the mountain or like it can be like really really random ideas but then he goes to fly to you the person that with Whoa. the idea and he makes that idea come to life but his videos are amazing super high quality and they're like he makes like li- he makes like films every week and he has help but they're just really cool videos and i mm. like the way he thinks and i like the way he creates and i like how he really likes to share stories cool so i want to work with him i almost met him and i was so bummed i didn't meet him he was injured he was in tokyo doing one of the videos his own video yeah and I was like, oh my gosh, can we meet up? And he's like, yeah, like, I'll contact you. And I'm like, oh, like, when do you want to meet? He's like, I'll contact him, man. And then he never got back to me. And I'm like, oh, died. Maybe another time. Yeah, but he's really nice. I, yeah, like, there's been times where I'm like, I would love to do something. He's like, yeah, like, he like, replies sometimes. Wow, that's cool. And like, yeah, he's he's definitely a guy that I would love to work with. He's friends with Casey Neistat, which is also a filmmaker that I love mm-hmm. on YouTube. I think every, like, 
filmmaker on YouTube knows Casey Neistat, but he's like a really famous. He used to do daily vlogs, but he's a great filmmaker as well. I like Peter McKinnon, mm-hmm. Rory Kramer. I like, I guess I like people that make, I want to do kind of like documentaries slash music videos slash like travel films, filmmaking vlogs and okay. dance videos. But there's a lot of people I want to work with, but Dan Mace is definitely one of my biggest inspirations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Becky and Chris, I really love their videos. There's, yeah, um, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people. There's a lot cool. of people. Cool. Okay. Nancy okay. Myers, I really like her films. Okay. Her movies. I gotta yeah. look all these people up. I'm not Nancy Myers is like, um. She made she made like the holiday, the intern. Those kind of like love romantic romantic gotcha. comedies, okay. but um, but yeah, like I also like make I also love travel filmmakers and like yeah, people that also are just making positive positive okay. videos. Cool, <laughs> sounds good. Okay, <laughs> then going back to travel a little bit. Mm-hmm. I want to ask about travel experiences. You talked a little bit about choking on grapes at New Year's Eve, so this might already <laughs> you might have already have shared this. But do you have any crazy, either good or bad? It's crazy travel experiences crazy mm. hmm like anything that just happened to you that really stood out is like well that was a weird experience crazy. or just something that you never could have imagined experiencing mm. ever i feel like there is but i can't I, i'm trying to think of something that might stand out hmm. like it's not crazy but like in mm. portugal i did my first solo travel oh yeah and that was like my first solo travel ever and i was like oh my gosh i'm gonna have like all this time and find myself and like spend time like me myself and i and i was like at a hostel and then on the first day of the hostel like i met these people and we just like talked and then like during like the few days i was in in during the few days i was in portugal like i just ended up just spending time with people like mm. people that i didn't know and mm-hmm. just became friends with there was the first day i was like travel the first full day that i traveled I was with a guy that also was at our hostel and then we were at dinner and we were eating burgers and there was a guy in front of us. I don't know this guy. He's not a part of our hostel, okay. but I just had like this feeling like I should talk to this guy, mm-hmm. like super random. He was just by himself eating a burger and we were like, I was eating a burger. I think maybe he was eating, the, my friend was maybe from the hospital was maybe eating a burger. Okay. But then I was like, I should talk to this guy. But I'm like, I don't know how to talk to this guy because I'm kind of awkward like that. But then I think I was just like, I just, I made a, while we're talking, I made, like, this pretend situation in my head mm-hmm. how I can talk to this guy, too. Okay. Which is kind of weird. I don't know. But <laughs> I just had a feeling that I should talk to this guy. So okay. I just tried to make it happen. And I think the situation was, like, I wonder if, like, tourists come here or, like, or locals people come here. Oh. But this is, this is a question I asked this guy so I can talk to this guy, too. Oh. It's not like I like this guy or anything like that. I just felt like I should talk to this guy. Okay. And then I was just like, oh, and then he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, what do you think, man? Like, do you think locals come here? Are you a tourist? Are you local? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm like, a tourist as well, and I'm traveling, and I like taking photography. Mm. And I like, I love photography. I love Japan. Mm. I love dancing. And he's like talking oh. about all these things. Like I didn't, I don't think I found out all those things until later, but then maybe a couple days later, we ended up spending the day together. Cool. And then we just talked like we were just, and then we even met up in Japan. But there was some like little thing in you that was like, talk to this person. Yeah. Like <laughs> I just had a feeling that I should talk to this guy. I don't yeah. know why. Like mm. nothing, like we're not like, like nothing has happened. Like right. we're not in a relationship or anything like that. We're just friends. Yeah. But then like we had all these things that were like, like, wow. Like, yeah. Like, like you come to Japan, we know the same dance teacher. We've mm. taken the same That's dance crazy. teacher, and he really like photography and like creative guy, and like we also love food. So awesome. <laughs> it was just a fun time, and we just ended up exploring the next day. But it was like a guy that I totally didn't know and wasn't connected to at all, and wasn't even part of our hostel. He actually mm. said he was trying to get into our hostel, mm. but he ended up not being able to because it was too 
helpful. Yeah. But I was like, wow. Like, like I don't know. Like, the world connects people in weird ways. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But that was a cool thing that happened, I guess. On that sentiment, though, the world connects people in weird ways. I think yes. we'll wrap up. Do you have any final thoughts? Anything else you'd like to add? Keep doing you, guys. Yeah. Keep Be doing yourself. you. Do yourself. Do yourself. That's weird. Do you. <laughs> Do you. Do, Do you. you. Thank you so much, Meg. This was Thank so much fun. Thank you. Yeah. I had a great time. <laughs> Thank you, Alicia. Bye. 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 Bye, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Non-Native Creative. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already so that you never miss an interview. Also, please make sure to stop by the project Patreon at patreon.com slash non-nativecreative. Patrons can get access to Patreon-only discussions, bonus behind-the-scenes media, interview transcripts, and access to patron-only live streams. Your support will help make sure the series can continue to share exciting, interesting stories from creative people working across borders. Thanks again for listening. See you next week.